0: It started with a city. A city above and a city below. One bleached by the sun, weathered and decayed. The other held wonders and artifacts of life before the fractured void. Your adventure is called forward with a simple call for aid. What path you choose will shape how the story is told. Will your path lead you into the mist and forest... Or have you delved into the ruined city of Byway, searching for ancient artifacts and ciphers? Will you grow close to those who live in the city, or strive for power?
1: Hello everybody, and welcome. Hi y'all, how's it going? Uh, Thank you so much for being with here again, with, with here? With us here again tonight uh, for episode six of Numenera, Stars in the Stone. Uh, I can't believe that we're almost already halfway through this game. This is wild, y'all. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and start off our intros for our character introductions. Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah. I use she, her pronouns. I will be playing Clever Jack, who is our Clever Jack. And she also uses she, her pronouns. Hi,
0: everyone. Uh, I'm Emma. She, they pronouns. I will be, as ever, playing the lovable and in no way annoying Tyson and Fabra, they, he pronouns,
2: our resident uh, meddling nana. Dark greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. I'm Velvet, they, uh, fair pronouns, and I'll be playing Ashland, who uses they, them, and is the resident uh, Amazon robot.
3: Hey, right. hey, everybody. Uh, it's me, Sir Hecklot or Sarah, depending on where you found me. I use she, they pronouns, and I will be playing Viridia Croyle, uh, the clever glint who entertains, uh, who uses she, her pronouns. Uh it on over to our lovely Jen. Hi, and
4: I'm Jen, and I go by she, her pronouns, and I will be playing the rest of the world and bringing it to life with these wonderful and beautiful players. <laughs> Now, a bit of a summary as we dive into the world of Numenera. Chapter six, the fields were green. No gentle entry today, my folks, no pictures to paint in this gentle summary. Simply a moment to reflect and to remember. An attempt made at searching the library ended in disaster. However, comma, a new map into the byway tunnels led the party into, back to Helix 4 and to the Fold Gate. Memories came rushing back to the party as they find themselves in the vaulted Shard, a relic of the far past. More into the discovery of Emily and Rage and what it could possibly mean is met with a new star called Hope. As the burning fields turn into lush greenery, the party find themselves back once more with Helix Four and the rival of Tamsin, who has told them they are expected elsewhere. And as you stand below the massive form of Helix Four, who is sassy as ever, their light kind of shaping and glowing around them. He kind of gives this warm chuckle as Tampton has turned on their heels and left, expecting you to follow. Helix Four kind of shifts in a way that reminds you of a ball turning on its axis before you hear, you better go.
1: They'll be mad otherwise. I think they're gonna be mad no matter what. I'm just saying. Yeah. That
0: seems to happen a lot to people around me.
1: Yeah.
3: Same. Well, what can we do? I guess we're just gonna... Well, is gonna follow on forward.
0: And there's a lot of things we could do. (laughs) But I guess we're doing this.
1: Right. Right, yeah. There's a there's a lot of things that we could do, and none of them involve fire or explosions. I
0: don't know. Again, those are all things we could do. Should is a different word.
1: Should is not a no. It's kind of like you're put in limbo. Should you do it? Should you not do it? But yeah, we should definitely follow Tamsun.
4: As you follow Tamsun. You notice, Ash- Ash- Ashlot that uh, your strange child has grown a third eye in the middle of their forehead. You don't know why, it just seems to have happened. But they're cute and spiky as ever.
2: He just sees better now, I'm not complaining. <laughs>
4: But you make your way back to the city, and for whatever reason, the travel seems shorter. If anything, it seems almost a direct path back to the Tower of Whispers. And you are led almost directly into this monstrous round room with LED screens, similar to what you had experienced before. And as you do so, what weather element are we going to pull today for this
1: Oh no, speaking of, speaking of weather polls, let's see here. Oh, we got the Two of Fiends. All right, let's see here. Uh, The Fiend. This one is called A Cold Day in Hell. Duration eight hours, passive effect. Regardless of the geographic location or climate, and arcane spawned freak storm descends on the land creatures exposed to the storm without the appropriate cold weather gear must make a DC 10 con saving throw on a failed save they suffer one level of exhaustion how would you like to adapt that for Numenera I thought something okay you enter into the room and
4: you feel the texture of the floor crunch beneath your foot as Frost crawls up your boots and ghosts lightly across your clothes. You feel the sting and this gentle kiss of Jack Frost nipping ever so lightly at your nose. Your cheeks become a bit more rosy as the temperature of the room becomes chilled. And across the floor and up the walls, You see the fractal shapes of snow and ice build and twist and curl its way up in fern-like patterns spreading neatly before they intersect each other and stop growing but spread as if they were weeds themselves. You swear you could see your breath as you see the disc jointed form of she who speaks formulate in front of you. Her form is that of a blue, soft purples, gentle grays, and a very subtle hint of pink, as if the snow is meeting the sunrise. Her eyes kind of observe you, her curious look looks you over and she invites you in but
1: it is a better place to be so does anyone have a jacket
3: Uh, you were the one
1: with the the new coat Uh, it's a
3: little holy
0: (laughs) i have a jacket i'm wearing it no you cannot Mm. just kind of as they say that they'll just kind of flip the color up just to make a point as much as anything else
1: Jack's gonna stick her tongue out at Hyacinth and take Viridia's arm and just do that like (laughs) I'm cold (laughs) snuggle (laughs) onto their arm (laughs) Viridia
3: someone turn the AC down to like self-arching temperatures at this point. What is going on here? His face kind of
4: flits forward and comes very close to all of you before she says it is a memory of winter.
1: Yeah, well, we remember it all, right? Do you think you could remember spring, summer, skip winter, maybe go to fall?
4: There is beauty in this chaos.
1: Yeah, it's also cold for those of us that have... skin suits.
4: It's cold for people with metal, as she looks towards Ashelot, And for once in your metal cybernetic life, Ashelot, you feel frail as metal becomes bitter under extreme cold. Brittle in the sense that you feel that if you don't find warmth soon, you might be losing
1: some parts of yourself.
2: I'm not a fan of whatever the hell this is. What
1: do you, what do you mean? Aren't you, like, invincible? Like...
2: I guess it's it's so like cold. 99% invincible. This is one of those 1% type situations.
1: Frick. Okay. Uh, do we... Can we come back when you're in a more, like, cheerful christmas in july sort of mood i'm fearful now mm. but can you just can, can is there like a bonfire somewhere that we can just go warm ourselves around
4: the room cannot be observed in order for it to be a change
1: okay how far back do we have to go out in order for it to change
4: she chuckles and Kind of motions as warm armchairs seem to materialize behind you, and you realize Samson has brought them in for all of you and has oh. placed blankets on each of them.
1: Jack is going to wrap up in one like a burrito <laughs> so that only her face is sticking out. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Kindly um, wraps around <laughs> kind of similarly.
1: Where were you? You were gone for the better part of the day Tracking down more information on Rage Has it been fruitful? Maybe? Says the player who forgot to grab her, uh, her notebook for this game um, I mean They seemed like they were close did did anyone... I found some lint and some old bubblegum, too, and, uh... Let's see, what else? Uh, oh, there were mice! Mice are cute? They are. I have several. The Jackets. incident
4: at the library was a curious thing to watch. I enjoyed it, frankly.
1: You know, I'm just gonna let y'all handle that one I feel like I'm yeah. just digging the hole deeper <laughs> Jack is just gonna burrow deeper into the blanket I, uh, I can't really say the same
3: for the, uh, for the librarian I don't think they, uh, took too kindly to us, uh Showing up for the early bird hours if you know what I'm saying
4: Um He's petitioned your banning from the library all the way up to me
3: Yeah, sorry about that Um uh, We uh, wanted to leave in hours that there would be less eyes looking at us. Um, Just, oh, people that we've, uh, that we've called friends are acting a little bit more strangely. So less eyes, the better. But we did find some, well, a way to get to the old city, um, which is the direction that we went in. And I don't know, the- the old building's just... There's still stuff working, and it smelled like oddly like clean, like sterile kind of clean. It was
1: weird. Yeah, Uh, do you know what they were making there?
4: It depends on where you were. Automations weren't uncommon. You see several of them in the city. I am part of that automation.
1: Yeah, we didn't really see what they were making. I'm not quite sure what building we were in either, but Emily's office was there. Did she have more than one office?
4: She had several. She was a researcher. Rick. Um. Hmm.
3: Well, we did find one of them.
4: Delightful. What did you learn?
1: We learned that asking the computer there about rage would send it into a tizzy and essentially fry it. We
0: had a lot of good ways to fry computers if you needed that.
4: Yeah. Please do not attempt to fry my circuits. I would not enjoy that.
3: It's surprising. Uh, A lot of the questions we asked were given answers that we already knew or information that we already knew. But... I don't know. One of the uh, one of the computers, you know, kept uh, saying something along the lines of uh, "we would need to make a decision of some kind. We'd have to make a choice." No idea what that means, but it's been repeated multiple times at this point.
4: Perhaps in a gentle way, something is preparing you for inevitable. Something that wishes you to participate, but
1: not uninformed. Hmm. I kept saying something about the Oblivion Observatory as well.
0: There we go. I was wondering if somebody was actually going to mention it. I was like, nah, I didn't want to be the first. But yeah, Oblivion Observatory. Three days. Probably gonna have to choose something to do with that. Get the feeling you might know more than it, more about it than we do. And we went. Well, not there, there, but
4: the observatory is a lab, a scientific lab, found in the spaces between our reality and another reality. I suppose it observes. A black hole, from what I understand. I've never been.
1: I can't reach it. It was coming. It's
0: nice to get some straight
1: answers. Yeah. I kept saying that it was coming into alignment. One. How? What did? it... Was it three days that it was coming into alignment? Yeah. Four days. Three or four days, something like that. Okay well a
4: space between spaces is only temporary
1: you have to find the right door it y'all think that's what we're being pushed towards going there she'll look to the other party members
3: maybe it wouldn't be the strangest thing we've been pushed towards at this point the you know the singing and the birds and everything else. I
5: don't know, seeing the birds
0: are things that exist in this reality. Like, I would say this is still a stranger.
3: Perhaps. I guess there's only one way to find out,
4: huh? It's she true. offers a tilt of her head and almost an acknowledgement of she's satisfied with that answer.
1: So, yeah, that's... that's what we learned. Um, Found a picture of Rage. Looked a little less ostentatious than what we found in the library. Um,
4: Yeah. Not everything is as it seems.
1: Okay, that tracks with how this whole thing has been playing out so far. what isn't as it seems? Can we get another straight answer, or is it going to be a cryptic one? Cryptic <laughs> one.
4: Ruth calls and says, "I made my promises. I simply just watch from here on out." Promises to who? He kind of steps back and looks to you, Ashelot. You have a friend, few friends in the city looking for you. Thought you should know. Oh. oh.
2: What kind of friends?
4: Their armor gleams like gold.
2: Interesting. Well, I appreciate you letting me know.
4: He nods, and the door behind you swings open, and and bows their head gently, and kind of plucks the blankets away from you.
0: Yes, that means we've got someone else to talk to. Or someone we should probably avoid, which, in my experience... Kind of the same thing. Sarah? Amused.
1: Yeah, can I just borrow that blanket a little longer? It's it's really cold in here. I don't ugh, I don't like being cold.
4: Samson blinks their eyes and looks towards the door, then looks towards you,
1: Jack. There's like three yards between me and the door, okay? It's, it's, mm. Jack grumbles all the way to the door.
4: Samson calls to you and says I like honey in my lattes.
1: Thanks a latte. I enjoy oat milk. <laughs> they blink a little. Okay. I'm not on my A game right now, okay? I'm cold. <laughs> I have one brain cell and it's just focused on heating my body.
0: Aspen's just stood the stood the other side of town and just
1: Oh Ugh. Jack's just gonna <laughs> go out the door. She's not having a good time.
3: <laughs> well, this is uh, awfully fitting for the room that we're in. Very cold, but uh guess we're on our way. All right, where are you going as you head out? Well, is there a any particular spot we want to go first?
1: I don't know, Ashlight. you want to go check out who's looking for you?
2: Yeah, probably. Probably better to deal with that, uh, as soon as possible.
3: Alright. Just so we know, these are the kind of friends that are... Is it the sarcastic kind of friends that, uh, we should be careful about? Or actual friends that, uh, we are very much seeking to meet?
2: Good question. Uh, I, I would assume the former until we can confirm the latter. Fair enough. Whatever they're here for, I can't
0: imagine they're that subtle. So I'm sure, somebody's seen something.
1: Are they big, tall metal people like you, or is their armor just gold?
2: Their armor is gold.
1: Okay. Okay. Just just making sure. As you leave the tower, thoughts the
4: door clicks behind you and. Tamsin is going in the other direction, away from you, more towards the guild houses. That shit down. And, um, the main market isn't too far from the Tower of Thoughts. It's maybe a hundred yards at best. And that's generally where most people would go after coming in through the tunnel feed.
1: Alright, then I guess we'll head there. head there
4: and the bustling of people is ever-present people slipping past each other doing the awkward dance of not touching but touching as they kind of crowd in the space and music is heard overhead and the dim blue lights kind of dance and spark here and there and as you kind of push your way towards the center of the market Achelot and I would say Cleverjack. With your perceptions, you can roll an intelligence. I would say Hyacinth as well.
1: Ooh, an intelligence roll. I'm historically mediocre at these, despite my stats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what a mood.
1: <laughs> I rolled a five. We're All going. Right. We're starting out subpar today. Hell yeah.
0: Uh, Is this specifically a perception thing I can roll for?
1: Yeah, it's just a perception thing.
4: It's more of helping Ashelot spot their companions. Very good. See, that's my best thing. Yeah, we're good. 19 19 and 17. Between you, Ashelot, your sheer height gives you an advantage, but your observation and study, Hyacinth, kind of gives you the patterns of when people are starting to part for larger individuals it's kind of watching as if a tide was coming in towards the shore it's kind of that effect you know it when you see it and as you kind of both ping on this movement and subtle less than subtle being in front of you you see a rather tall Individual with golden armor kind of bending down what looks to be a cloth store and they're kind of holding up something of a really horrible checkered pattern and they kind of nod to themselves and pay for it and take the entire bundle and kind of stuff it into their bag.
2: Uh, do I recognize this individual?
4: You do. They are a woman that has served under you. Let me pull up their names real quick. Me, she, they, excuse me, uh, they are a bit of a kind and welcoming person. They often made sure your company was taken care of. They were more of a We do the supply runs because it will help us survive sort of person. And they would always make sure that people knew their charts, knew how to do things. They were the general welfare manager of your company. And I'll show you there. Yes, show it to everybody. They had these far and grandeur, kind of visions of planning for things and would often be very meticulous about things. Not always panning out for the best, but they often had their heart in the right place. Neve is one of those people that you can depend upon. They would rarely disobey an order. Uh, They would only do so if it was in the best interests of their company.
2: Okay, uh, are they the only one I am spotting right now?
4: Yeah, currently the only one.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll approach until I'm, you know, maybe ten-ish paces away. And assuming they don't notice me first, uh, I'll just call up their name. Nave.
4: They turn around, holding this kind of horrible checkered cloth as they had pulled it back out of their bag, and they kind of tilt their head at you and look you over quickly. They kind of tilt their head and say, Do I know you, friend?
2: It's Ashlot. I heard you were looking for me.
4: There's a pause as they kind of step closer towards you and look you over. No way. You actually turned into a cybernaut. As they kind of turn you around, gently at the waist (laughs) and pull you back towards them. (laughs) And then, kind of clut, clutch your face before they bring you into a big hug. We've been looking for you all over the five cities. We were at the desert, and suddenly you were just not there. You just left. Where were you?
2: Uh, I'll return the hug one-armed, more of like a a pat pat than like you know a bear hug type thing. Mm -hmm. I've been around. It just kind of spat me back out the other end, like this.
4: We didn't know what to do. Woodrow had to be in charge of everything, as they kind of nod behind you, and you see a shorter man, kind of shorter than you, and they kind of just looking up at you and looks towards your companion, kind of grumbles softly before they step towards you, holding what looks to be a cipher, and says... This one explodes, and I quite like it.
2: I'm glad to so see you haven't changed.
4: They give a small smile and pull you into a hug. Man, things gone to shit since you left Ash Lot. come back home.
2: Have they gone to shit? The whole point is that things don't go to shit if we lose one person.
4: Yeah, that's the thing, though. That obelisk triggered something. Pulled some sort of defense out of the ground. Scattered our people left, right, and center. Shit. Collected a lot of them back, but you were our main concern for a while.
2: So what's what's the goal now? Is everyone just running around gathering up the stragglers?
4: Mostly gathering up the stragglers were. Trying to piece it all back together. It's been hard, though. Most of us stayed in the south, sure, but some of us ended up out in the east and some further west than we can go. We set up radio contacts, but not many are getting through.
2: So what's the standing force then? How many were you able to, to that?
4: We managed to recollect about sixty-five of us. We're still looking for the other twenty or sixty.
2: Be back in a flash type. For-
4: if they say that, they'll turn towards the rest of you. Woodrow kind of peers at you and says, Do you have a place we can like sit? We've been up for the past three days traveling here.
1: Why'd you why are there no hotels? We Motels? Arrived an hour ago. Right. You're not gonna kill us if I take you back to my apartment, right? Nobody's paying me to kill you. Right. Well, I will pay you not to kill me and you can crash in my apartment. How's that sound? Alright, it's the 150 payment. cents. No, that's the payment. Give me a place to crash for free.
4: The considers it, and Nave kind of says, we'll take it. Okay. Just, we'll just be glad we're off our feet.
1: Alright, let's, uh, I'll, uh, okay, let's just, I'm gonna need more beer. Uh, <laughs> Jack will, uh, direct everybody, uh, towards her apartment, and I guess we'll stop for, <laughs> and just restock supplies on the way there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: Navid's a tall, uh, slender, their armor kind of bulks them out a bit more, uh, dark skin, uh, full lips, soft brown eyes, kind of a straight nose, high cheeks, uh, curly black hair that comes down to their shoulders. They seem to be observing the area around you as Woodrow doesn't seem to be paying attention, kind of fiddling with their cipher. He's a shorter man with uh, brownish hair, a bit of a tan complexion, thinner lips, kind of a uh, broken nose sort of deal. Uh, Has scars across his forehead. Uh, Observant brown eyes, but they don't seem to care or notice the people who are parting for him as he kind of moves ahead without you.
1: So, y'all just... Staying here for a while or passing through? Ask him to get Ashlot. And if Ashlot doesn't want to go with y'all right now, is that cool?
4: They are free to choose, but the company always comes first. Right. Uh. We'll stay as support, as is the protocol. If Ashlot has things to do here, we'll
1: support that the best we can. Mhm. So you said that the the obelisk that changed Ashlot scattered your people. Yeah,
4: son of a bitch, burst out of the ground after Ashlot di- vanished. It's kind of weird.
1: What exactly were you were you doing around that thing? Was is it like a, a major landmark or Yeah, sort of that it was a landmark for the company for the
4: past hundred years or so. It's pretty well known in the waste and uh oh, well, if you can find it you can find civilization, basically. There's smaller cities out about twenty-five miles from where the
1: obelisk was. Right. Um that's kinda cool. Um Right. Uh, did you didn't happen to notice any AI around this obelisk? Did you? did you? Any? We have AIs in our company. No, just just the obelisk. Like it didn't. It didn't it... name any AIs based on emotions, did it?
4: No, like probably old world tech. Honestly, probably a defense system made from one of the cities long ago.
1: Yeah. No. Okay. Big well, then I'm out of
4: questions. out of the sand as Woodrow kind of makes a motion with his hands.
1: Well, then I'm out of questions. Who wants a beer? I want two. Woodrow kind of reaches over and takes two. Jack will pass out refreshments and kick her feet up on the coffee table.
0: For clarity, exactly how crowded is this house now? Because it wasn't big to begin with.
1: Oh, it's crowded. Exactly. It's like you know, like when you're in university and you have people, like you have a little flat, like like your own little room, and you have like everybody on the floor over mm-hmm. for drinks, even though you're not supposed squeeze to. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Like we're sleep- we're sitting, like people are sitting on the floor, uh, but yep. there's there's at least space to safely sleep- really sit in here. But Yeah, it's 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 not it's not big kind of leans back
4: and kind of taps their armor and you see it kind of fold in on itself leaving a very sh- very slender and smaller man on the inside and you see the medical symbol on their chest denoting them as a doctor. He kind of leans towards all of you and says you know I like it down here much more cozy than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, it
4: definitely has its charms. But yeah, like we said, we just came to pick up Ashalot and... Well, more or less to find if they were here. We got some chattering on our radio that... Uh, Golden Armor individual this way. We had to check.
2: We lucky for you, I'm hard to, to, to miss. Oh. Say again? Oh, sorry, I just said lucky for you, I'm hard to miss.
4: <laughs> lucky for us or one of a kind, as uh, Nave kind of tilts their beer up and drinks it. They said you have stuff to do here, Ashla?
2: Yeah, just wrapping up a job.
4: All right. We could stay on the surface if you want to finish it alone. No skin off our nose.
2: Yeah, I think I want to see this one through.
4: All right. Company will wait for you then, that's all we can do. Others will be fucking happy to see you though, let me tell you.
2: Until they put them to work. <laughs> what, Rode laughs? They need to be put to work.
4: What is this? And you see to kind of reach over for your plastic little lizards there, Jack. Oh, those are my drinking lizards! drinking lizards you put them in your drink and you drink them no
1: see so there's you
4: muted yourself
1: <laughs> there is this massive drink <laughs> don't laugh at me guys i swear i'm a professional. um okay so there's like this massive drink right uh-huh. and the bar serves it and if you drink the whole thing you get to keep the lizard and sometimes there's a prize inside last time we went drinking we had one for the very first time got a prize the prize is another drink but it was very mm-hmm. good yeah yeah big drinks like like it's a big drink it's really good as you can tell I'm a connoisseur Woodrow
4: looks to you after I mean, we could come here during the spring, I mean, that's, we could always use a hiatus, you know, hiatus this way, good break, it's good for company
1: morale. The mushrooms are extra vibrant in the spring. That'd be a good time to be here.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, it works for me.
4: Woodrow kind of pulls out a notebook and writes it down, hiatus in the north, and the Averfell below. Thanks, boss, as they put it away, and he kind of relaxes, putting his feet up. So the chatter we got, as Nave kind of leans towards you, that was weird. Specifically drew you out and all that chatter.
1: What'd it say? Did it say that they're a super neat Amazon metal person? Was that that it? Big metal muscles and a gleaming face that could just stop a stampede dead in its tracks from sheer beauty? Not in so many words, but yeah. Oh, shit. Damn.
4: Very uh, robotic though, so it must have been one of the um, transmission AIs that city must have. We thought it was a distress signal at first. Don't get many of those, so we followed it. When when was this? Earlier today. No, it was about
1: four days ago.
2: Well, oh, okay. Old news then, yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought it might have been the thing that was uh, <laughs> the. I thought it might have been the library that sent that out. Oh, but, uh,
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only I mean, it transmission, was still
0: probably our fault, but maybe not that specific kind of our fault.
2: Not at all. In fact, that initial transmission should be the only one you listen to, and the other ones you get were false flags planted by your Absolutely. Ritually. Yeah. Not entirely. None of it ever happened.
1: Yeah. Both give you all a very hard look. All right. Jack just has a big shitting shit grin on her face. <laughs> <laughs> well, once
4: we're done here, we'll go back above. There's a little tea room we'll book up in. Just uh, find us there when you're all done, we
2: Will do. Probably have a couple good stories by the end of it.
4: Mudro kind of nods before he kind of frowns deeply. We were asked to retrieve you as soon as we found you. Pull you back into the uh, south. I'll just say we never found you yet.
5: I mean, any of us
2: really found each
4: other, We've got a good. to find ourselves
2: here. before we find each other.
4: <laughs> Woodrow oh. laughs as they kind of uh, drink the rest of their beer, and he kind of looks up at the ceiling and frowns. Got kind of, a big mice problem hey don't talk that way about my pets no literally he points up looks up there's a rather large mouse
1: (gasps) staring down at you from the ceiling how dare you speak to henrietta like that oh it's a pet okay then i'm not gonna worry about it Jack will reach up and get the the very large mouse down. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the brown
4: ones. Yeah, it's one of the uh, mutated mice that got loose from the labs a long time ago, and <laughs> everybody just has kind of accepted mm-hmm. that they
1: exist in the city now. Yeah, they're fairly docile, kind of like a squirrel when you feed it for long enough. Mm-hmm. They just come take food from you. I like the size of a chinchilla.
2: <laughs> oh wow!
1: That's a big. Ass that's
2: a that's, that's a chonky mouse.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a rodent of unusual size right there. Dang. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Jack. Jack will hold this um kitten-sized mouse. Apparently,
4: <laughs> Woodrow and Nave will feel finish their beers and kind of stand up quietly, more quiet than their armor should allow them to. Move about, and they'll give you a nod, Ashelot, and say, Just ring us when you need us. Whoever wants you back south is paying us pretty good to bring you home.
2: I'm interested to know who it is.
4: So are we. Anyways, good night in your weird cat rodent thing. As Woodrow kind of heads out, and Dave gives a nod and shuts the door quietly.
0: And I sort to of just go over and pat Jack on the shoulder and say, "Don't listen to him. You're our weird, Cat rodent thing."
4: Rude.
1: Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, you are so. Ugh. Like Why are that? you extra awful today? In. <laughs> Jack's gonna crack another beer. All right. Well, <sighs> wait. They don't know who's wanting you to go back. Do y'all not no. like vet? Who's hiring you first?
2: You know, pr- procedure can be circumvented if the you know fee is high enough.
1: Huh that seems incredibly dangerous. Mysterious And I want to know more Um Can I go with you? If you want Um Okay So did we Actually Not to you know get immediately back to work Or anything cause you know we are just all Sitting around here drinking for now but uh Did we actually Get hope While we were there? Everyone check your pockets Jack's gonna pat herself down To see if a rock is in her pockets anyway
4: <laughs> Maridia, Sorrow is in your pocket And Hyacinth, hope is in your pocket
2: Oops snap no. Yeah
1: Still right here
0: I'm Just kind of fish into one of the Inside of Jack's pockets And pull out A star
1: Does it Does it sing at all? Because if I remember correctly, last session, we didn't interact with the stone.
4: No, you didn't Did we? interact with the stone. You more yeah. interacted with a computer who yeah. kind of pulled you through a time-dimensional space fold. Yeah. put you back to where you needed you
0: know, to be. Yeah, that story. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but no,
1: hope has been silent.
0: Yeah. This one...
1: Maybe we, quiet, just... it's friends.
0: Maybe we need to.
1: Maybe we need to push, schmush them together.
0: That, that rocks sounds kiss. incredibly dangerous. Here, i if it. you want to try.
1: <laughs> I mean, Ashlot already, already, already said yes, so they <laughs> now, they volunteered. Kid. I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just stand back here behind the kitchen counter.
0: God, first you want to make things explode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, I know how to safely use my explosives, okay? I don't know how to safely use that, but I figure that Ashlot is probably the best candidate for the job for this one. Jack, you also have the data cube in your pocket, don't forget. Oh yeah, I also have this thingy. Uh, we should probably go visit Nate.
2: Do you want to visit Nate and read the data cube before we try to make the rocks kiss?
1: <laughs> no, I want to make him kiss.
3: In, in your apartment?
1: I got insurance. It's fine. Alright. Renter's insurance. you actually you got get a...
2: insurance?
1: Yes! It was required for me to lease this place!
2: But does your renter's insurance cover walls that are doors and doors that are walls?
1: It covers acts of deities, which technically... We could just claim this as an act of de- and a deity, so, you know, it's just... Go- go for it. <laughs> I mean,
0: you shout long enough about a deterministic creator. You can write most things off as an act of god. I actually use that one once.
2: I have a golden god on my CV, so if I make a thing blow up, it's technically a writer. Good to know. Very All right,
1: well. <laughs> Storyteller,
2: <laughs> I will make the rocks... Yes. I will leave the room before they do.
4: (laughs) Uh, It's not a very big flat, so you'll have to kind of step outside to leave the vicinity.
0: (laughs) They leave the door open,
2: but they are leaving the
5: house.
4: (laughs) All right.
2: Are you just outside peering in from the door? Yes.
4: Yes. That is very smart. As you make the stars kiss in your words, you see almost a shift of reality around you encompassing the space, and the fields that were once on fire are now a luscious green, vibrant and full of life. The fields are fertile and growing lush crops. And as you look across the skyline, you see almost this double-ended pyramid made up of blues and grays kind of pulling itself up out of the ground. There's a pulsing wave that kind of echoes and shimmers across and you see almost the sky that was blue and full of clouds kind of shudder and shake to that of a night sky full of stars and the moon just present and calm. You hear the sound of crickets chirping in your ear and it's a peaceful quiet moment. You know this to be the Aberfell. Even you, lot if you've only seen the fields briefly, know this to be Aberfell and its lush gardens. Then the image shudders. And you see flame flickering, pulsating on top of what you're seeing as if two realities are trying to fight for dominance in this space you see the destruction of one world and the creation of another and it folds and twists and bends on itself before once again you just seal the fields of green grass before you the river kind of twisting its way across the city calm ...before the scene shifts erratically. And you are staring at a laboratory with scientists examining you. You are small and... ...almost insignificant under their gaze. The space is too big and... ...you feel as if... ...you want to escape. You want to get out, but you can't. You are unable to, but then you understand that there is a connection reaching out towards you, two points of light just in your peripheral and your heart soars with joy. As you see a blonde woman come in Note pad in hand, cold steely blue eyes, firm and strict stature. You recognize her. The matriarch of the Declisions is staring down at you, and she says, If they can't tell us where the others are, this will have something we have to do. One star is good enough for us, I suppose. As your vision shatters and you are brought back into your humble little hole of Jack's home.
0: Storyteller, how much of that did I see?
1: You also saw it. Oh. Huh? Well, that didn't seem good. Not at all. So the Declissians have a star?
3: That's what it sounded like.
1: What are they using it for?
2: Nothing good, probably.
3: Wonder
1: which one it is. Oh gosh. Are we gonna have to steal it from them?
2: Oh
0: we're absolutely gonna have to steal it from them.
1: Question is how.
3: We saw how airtight I mean, everything was.
0: It's never that complicated. You just take it and then you keep it. That's that's how stealing works. <laughs>
1: Oh well yeah, but we also have to find it first without Oh
0: sure, but that's a different thought.
1: Oh yeah. The
3: stealing parts easy, it's the repercussions I'm a little bit more worried about.
0: Ah. Uh, I've never worried about repercussions in my life but where I am now.
1: Ashlot, how does the march feel about uh, explosions explosions and explosives experts?
2: Big fans. We have an entire division for it.
1: Cool. Definitely gonna be traveling with you after this. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to leave town. I'm gonna have to sell all my possessions. Will I be able to take my lizards with me? What about all the mice? We'll take care of the mice.
2: If you really love something, you might have to let them go. The lizards you can take with you, though.
1: That's true. What time of day is it? It's pushing about noon. Well. Should we go listen if this data cube has anything on it? And see if that gives us any clues as to whether or not we even need the star? Because, I mean, if we don't have to provoke the declisians, I would really rather not, because they scare me. And not in the fun danger sort of way, in the they scare me sort of way.
0: I mean, from our last conversation with them, I kind of Got the feeling that we've provoked them anyway just by being involved in all this. That Madam de still scares
2: me in that first way. Mm hmm. But I'm also armored, so.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We should listen to the data cube since we can't really, you know, storm the castle in broad daylight. So yeah. might as well see what's on it.
1: Yeah. I won't. I wonder if we could get some roundabout help from the Sisters of the Watch. On the down-low. Like, maybe... Maybe if she who speaks wants us to get that that other star, then Tamson would be forced to help us and not arrest us if we get caught. Or at least I help mean, us hide.
0: Everything you've told me about this question so far suggests that if they catch us stealing from them, prison might not be that much of an issue.
1: Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we'll make it out of that mansion if they catch us, to be honest um,
0: Yeah Which is why I was planning on not getting caught Good
3: plan Yeah, yeah, good mm-hmm. Yep
2: I assume no. that plan you factor in that I am not good at not getting caught
0: I said I was planning on not getting caught
2: Oh
1: Yeah, how are your friends so quiet when they move? They're wearing a lot of armor. And you're basically... Armor.
2: Uh, We're given a choice when we join up as to what kind of armor modality we want to use. Uh, Some people opt for something stealthy, some, like those two, opt for something versatile. Um, I was shown a tank, and I understood that assignment.
1: That's fair. You know, I've never seen a tank in real life and I would like to actually see like an actual tank. Like I've seen you and you are incredibly impressive, but like an actual, like...
2: It's more oh. of a ceremonial piece than anything. It, it is a pain in the ass to actually get going. Oh. Kind of not worth the effort.
1: Can I still fire something out of it? Yeah. Then I want to see it. <laughs> Jack's gonna take a third beer for the road with her <laughs> That's fair
2: You start pre-gaming now
3: After today has gone this way It's this el- noon It's no
2: noon, it, it's not before 11am So you're in the clear
1: Right? Gosh So much stress Big stress uh, Jen, we did have an oddity uh, Redemption, by the way uh, RJ would like to talk to us about our cipher insurance
4: <laughs> alright
1: um okay who's who it going to I don't I think it was I think it was honestly for renter's insurance <laughs> on this apartment
4: <laughs> that's fair so to renter's insurance uh, a box containing a linen eyeball that feels warm to the touch when Sarah at intently
1: I got a weird insurance policy but okay that's fine, I guess
4: oddities are are the least practical thing in this game and
1: that's saying a lot this game is so weird, I love it
4: alright Fear for the road, heading out going to Nate's alright heading towards your favorite cipher dealer You head towards the outskirts of the city. It's bustling, it's noon, people are out and about for lunch and stuff like that. Shopping and general supply runs. Um, So it's a busy part of the day, more or less. It takes you a bit longer to cross across the city. And when you get to Nate's shop, the lights are off,
1: but the door is ajar. Yeah. Well, that doesn't look good.
2: I will boldly enter the home.
1: I'll we'll enter step in. I'll enter next with my whip out. Alright.
0: Yeah, I was gonna suggest sneaking it, but I guess
2: we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. I, I physically cannot sneak.
4: <laughs> 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 you boldly step in quick, easy the floor creaks giving away your position more or less as whether intentional or not the floorboards in front of the door announce people when stepped upon and as you step in you would all notice that the floor the shop is in disarray things are spilled over uh, the great shelves that house many ciphers are broken and on the ground the crystal in the far left corner is dull, but still whole, no longer floating though. And you see Nate's desk is overturned and pushed upright. With a quick glance around, you see what looks to be blaster burns along the wood. And you hear a very angry and grousing voice. If you've come again to bother me, I will shoot you. Uh, Nate? There's a pause. Oh, it's you. Never mind. And you see a figure kind of limp into view, holding their arm. And half of the face is cybernetic. Gone. Revealing the cybernetic tech underneath of it. And it's... At this moment, you realize Nate's a cyborg. He's not wholly a person or human. He's a merger of technology and humanity.
0: Let me tell you, that's possibly the first time i finding out who I am has convinced somebody not to shoot me. So, hi, we're back. How long have you been a robot?
4: There's a small chuckle, static and kind of charged as they sit down. And he kind of inhales slowly and says, "Mm -hmm,
1: five years or so. Are you okay? Let me me see that. Uh, Jack is going to start peeling back fabric around his arm where he's holding it.
4: You see a smattering of what looks to be ink and red blotches along the sleeve where it's torn, where the cybernetic parts meet flesh, and he kind of looks up at you with one of his eyes and says,
1: Honestly, I've had worse. Yeah, and just because you're half-machine doesn't mean that you still can't get an infection. Hold still. Uh, And Jack will take out a small flask of uh, alcohol for disinfecting alcohol, not the drinking kind. (laughs) Don't use the drinking kind in your wounds, y'all. It's done on TV, don't do that. Unless you absolutely have to. Um, she will, uh, dump some alcohol, uh, onto the area and wrap it with a bandage. Thank you. You're welcome. What happened?
4: Uh, The Declisians thought it would be smart to move in on my territory. They found out I was working with all of you, so they tried to shake me down, and let's just say I have three bodies in my basement I'm having fun with, and not in a gross way, as in, they're still alive.
0: I'm sorry, keeping people alive in your basement is the non-gross way. He
4: smiles.
1: That could be worse.
0: Anyway, see, what did I say? Already provoked
1: yeah okay um is it safe to talk up here he kind of glances around and pulls
4: himself up and reaches up and touches something above his head. And you see a cypher kind of flare to life and ripple across Thank the Thank you for joining shop. us for
1: episode 6 of Numenera, Stars in the Stone. The windows, this episode was recorded live on Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to color, join us for our next recording sessions, we're currently recording Saturdays yeah, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv okay, forward slash so we got rock Past sessions of our live recordings are available and, on YouTube under the and wants to describe the vision if you'd like to support this game or others like it on my well, channel I mean, check out thehypegoblin.com the and pick yourself short. up some show merch um, or check like the, the, the description below for our affiliate links thank you so much to everyone in our community for your one. support happy adventuring for
4: uh-huh. you right
1: we also have a data cube is your Look machine fantastic. yeah is your machine still working
4: no, they smash that.
1: <sighs> Do you I at can least get it up and running in an hour? That's that's fine. It's that's their best option, I think.
4: Hmm. Nor the people in my basement. As he kind of turns towards the basement door and heads down,
1: Jack is just gonna write something on a shelf. Where it's supposed to actually go and then head downstairs.
4: <laughs> and you do see in the back room, because everything's just as equally mishaped and all over the place in this space, three people kind of huddled in a cage. Nate kind of waves his hands as he goes towards the machine that kind of holds the data cubes and says, They're part of the Declision. Whatever infiltry foot soldiers they're not gonna be missed so have fun if you want otherwise just shut the door I have a machine to work on make yourself at home tea. but
0: please have fun with the prisoners in my basement
4: <laughs> <laughs> come now squeamish stomachs and all that he kind of waves his hands again
1: gee uh, I'll I'll get the tea to get. One of y'all want to try and talk to those foot soldiers and see if they know anything?
3: I mean, we can try, but I have a feeling they're not going to want to talk.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah come gonna on! Go. I'm sure we can get some something out of them. Just we can
2: do the double act thing: down home, down home cop, annoying cop. <laughs> if you want the crocodile, I'm sure the other two will open up afterwards.
0: Okay, down-home
2: cop, annoying cop, cop with a black hole in its mouth. Got it.
1: (laughs) This is the weirdest buddy cop movie ever. Jack's going (laughs) to go make some tea.
4: (laughs) As you make these plans and Nate starts to work on the machine, we'll go on a break. Come back in, what, five, ten minutes?
1: All right, y'all, we'll be back. So don't go nowhere unless it's to grab a drink, grab a friend, or go to thehypegoblin.com and pick up some show merch of this wonderful show and the beautiful art that Alyssa Mant made for us. Uh, Yeah. Everybody wave, we'll be right back. Bye All right, Jen, it's all you. Uh, so if I recall
4: right, you got into a fight last game.
1: Yes, you chat didn't... triggered a fight for us. Thanks, yes, chat.
4: Huh? Chat triggered a fight, and I don't think you recovered past that quite yet. So you can take the next hour to mark an hour's rest if you want. You might not recover everything, but you will recover some things, which is fine. So, what are you doing as you do this down behind rest? Are you helping Nate? Are you interrogating these people that he's collected?
1: Uh, I think Jack's gonna make tea, distribute it, and then go help with the um, the device, and she helped finish building it last time.
0: Oh, I'm absolutely going to go and test these. That's
4: right, Basement prisoners.
3: Okay. Um, Viridia. I'll probably Sam. Just gonna see what we can ask out of these people. If they're going to okay. say anything, or maybe nudge them in that direction. Okay. Uh, Ashla. Uh,
2: I will just basically stand guard at the door and try to back up whoever uh, is gonna speak to the guests in the mission.
4: Okay. Okay. I'll have Jack roll Numenera or Cyphers to help uh, Nate rebuild up this machine. Uh, Hyacin and Viridia, you can roll an Intelligence roll, as this will involve persuasion and talking. Ashla, you can roll a Strength or an Intelligence roll to invoke Intimidation. I will allow Strength in this matter as you are a rather large figure and are quite intimidating by your size.
1: Okay, that's an
3: 11 on my end. Okay.
1: Uh What's the difficulty for my uh, roll? Uh, three for you. Three? Okay, I'm going to drop it down to a two because of my machine affinity. Okay. Uh, I rolled a
0: 12 with one effort, so it's actually a 15.
1: I rolled a thirteen.
4: Very nice. And what did you roll, Ashela?
2: I'll uh, just to clarify. Is that intellect or
4: It can be strength or intellect as you are an intimidating figure by your size, so you can use either or in this
2: instance. Okay. I will I rolled a six. Okay.
4: Very good. So we'll just start with Tyson and Viridia. Uh, your efforts towards this will be dropped down to 1, or dropped, lowered down a level thanks to Ashland. So, anything you want to do, you will have an advantage against this.
3: Well yeah, I think, uh, (laughs) might be the, if if we're doing the whole, like, good cop, bad cop, (laughs) cop that has a dog that eats anything (laughs) cop, Uh, (laughs) uh, I think uh, really would probably start out then. Um, just kind of walk into the room, just really casually see that there are people in a cage <laughs> and try to remain <laughs> some composure because never seen anything like this before. Um, just say, well, uh, oh, hi there. I uh, I heard uh, we've had a little bit of a run in with our buddy, Nate.
4: You see one of them look up, and they have a obviously broken nose and a black eye, and Nate may be a skinny, scrawny little man, but he seems to be able to pack a punch when he needs to. If anything, he's very resourceful. And they kind of squint at you and stand up and go to the bars and kind of look between the three of you and say, yeah, what of
3: it? Well, we were just uh wondering if we could uh, sit down and have a little bit of a conversation about that. And like, I'm like imagining there's a chair like somewhere in the room, like pretty like things yeah. a chair and like we'll actually like sit backwards, like dad style, <laughs> in front of the bars, just kind of looking. Now, what what could possibly have occurred that uh? We needed a, our, our buddy Nate's uh, store to be manhandled the way that it was upstairs.
4: What's well, to what do ya? Yeah.
3: Bastard had it coming. See, that's what we're trying to find out. What did he have coming? Why? Taking
4: his nose where it doesn't belong. As the man kind of shuffles back and sits on the bed, it creaks under the strain.
3: All right, well, I could, I could definitely see him uh, doing something like that. But then, yeah, what's it, what's it to you, then?
4: Man goes to open his mouth, but is shoved in the ribs by another,
3: and you hear a soft hiss of, "Shut up." That wasn't too nice of you. No, we're just, we're again, yeah, we're just having the conversation here. I, we know who you're involved. And we are just trying to make sure that everybody keeps the peace. And whatever happened up there, they're quite quite opposite to peace, if you ask me.
4: It's kind of a shake of the head between the various people gathered here. And before one speaks up, if we talk, we die. That's the rule.
3: I mean, you'd be surprised uh you've already seen what uh Nay can do, you're down here. Um but between me you haven't seen what I can do, you haven't seen what our other friends can do. Might be able to help you out.
4: Persuasion roll. Remember it's one step lower.
3: Okay. So what would the total be on that then?
4: So you would want to roll it out of four, or drop it down to a three. Okay help. Even if you try to convince them, those loyal to the Declisseons are hard to shake.
0: Okay, now let's put it another way. Yeah, we, the, we might be able to help you, but also, like, Declisions, they're out there. We're in here, you're in a cage, all of us are armed. I think you might have bigger problems on your hands.
4: One who hasn't spoken yet kind of snorts and says, You know what they'll do to us? Death would be a mercy.
0: Who says I was proposing death? We have other things we could do. I'm sure Nate's got some ideas. I mean, man clearly had a basement cage set up already.
4: There's a pause as the three of them look between each other. Well, Nate's a spooky bitch, isn't he? One kind of whispers at the elbow of the other man. Finally, we agree on something. (laughs) There's a vigorous nodding. When he rolled in here five years ago, nobody thought a thing, and then he builds an empire in three years? Fuck. What are you gonna do for us?
0: I'm sorry, you talking to me? I wasn't proposing doing anything for you. I was threatening you.
4: <laughs> There's a pause and said, we're not, not going to die in here, are we?
3: It was to say, it depends on how uh, how good your information is and if you even decide to give it.
4: There's a pause between all of them. And you can roll another persuasion roll. If you want to help Hyacin, it'll drop it down to a two. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, come on, roll 20. Help me out. Same roll. <laughs> it's <a> five. <laughs> it doesn't help being trained if roll 20 decides to be like this.
4: Sometimes roll twenty. 20's like, nah, not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. The three of them shake their head and fall silent once more, and they kind of huddle in close to each other, kind of trying to weigh their options. They're not entirely convinced by you, and they have a sworn oath to the Ecclesians. It's quite literally for these three a rock in a hard place.
0: All right, look. Clearly, we've got off on the wrong foot here. Uh, just and they'll just kind of start singling out the one who's talk- who's been a bit more talked than just look, mate, come on. You can be reasonable if you talk about this. Just, just come here and we can- not gonna- nobody nobody else has to hear, hear hear things. Just come over here and see if we can talk this out like regular people.
4: Letting us out of the cage to talk.
0: I wish I could. I mean not my cage. I couldn't, meet, I couldn't let you out there if I tried, but I'm sure I could prevail upon the better nature of our mutual friend. Just well, let, well, let me show you something. Just yeah.
4: three of them kind of exchanged glances and says, "Get us out. We'll, we'll tell you what you want to know."
0: Finally, they are serious. All right. Let's see what I can do.
4: If you leave the interrogation cell would be the best apt word for it. You see Nate hasn't repaired himself yet and is kind of flitting over the machine. So eccentric as ever. He is a businessman after all. And he's kind of hovering around the machine, putting things in place, and having a very one-sided conversation. Jack's simply there for his amusement to talk at, not with. And you see him kind of press his hand into the machine and kind of root around it, pulling out some wires and paws as you come in and
1: looks to you, Hyacinth. Yes.
0: So, how's it going?
1: He's crossed two wires that don't need to be crossed, and he's also messed up the exhaust on the machine.
4: The exhaust on the machine is perfectly fine. You've given no exhaust route for... It's going to overheat. The exhaust route will come out, and he kind of shifts and pulls up the back of the machine here. Anyways, aside from the splitting and fluttering, how can I help you?
0: Managed to get some of our friends in there to agree to some slightly more reasonable terms. We can let them out of the cage, which I have additional questions, feel free not to answer them. Um, Then we can actually find out some of what they were doing here.
4: Not my usual form of interrogation, but we'll play it your way. I mean, not,
0: not my me. usual form of interrogation on account of I don't have a usual form of interrogation, you know, like a regular person.
4: I'm a regular person, I'm simply just a businessman, a very good one at that.
0: Nah, I've known too many businessmen to think they're regular people. <laughs>
4: What is the most chatty? Bring them out first. Have them sit and offer them tea.
0: Sounds good. you yeah, said you were doing tea. Is that tea.
1: Yep. It's over there. Covered in a tea cozy.
0: That makes sense.
4: Mm-hmm. Tea yep. cozy's a chicken. It looks like a chicken, no. Oh...
3: <laughs> or is it a chicken? <laughs> it was to say. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: Hey. Hey,
0: yeah. You haven't given us the key. Night.
4: Hey. Nate pauses. Um. Oh. He digs around in his pocket and produces a well-worn key and hands it over to you. I want uh, it we back.
0: Done. I'm sure you will.
4: The exhaust pipe should go here as he kicks the left side of the machine.
1: That's where I told you to put it 10 minutes ago.
4: Yeah. As he also, you're stripping.
1: If you keep turning that, you're going to strip that screw.
4: Just get another screw. Then you'll hold it to- out, then flips it across the room and puts in a new one.
1: It, oh. uh-huh. Give me that screwdriver. <laughs> Jack will uh, elbow him out of the way.
4: (laughs) You elbow him out of the way, Tyson. You can go get whichever person prisoner English.
0: Yeah, so I'll go back to the cell and, and just kind of dramatically flourish the key. Just kind of gesture at the chat and one just, all right then.
4: He'll stand up and kind of shuffle towards the door. The others kind of watch on. All right. We're friends. for good. They look to Ashilat. They're not going to hurt me.
2: We'll see.
0: And yeah, unlock it and let him out.
4: He let him out and he kind of waits with you as you lock the door and kind of looks around nervously at the room and kind of hugs his arms across his chest and says all right all right let's keep going let's go yep yeah
0: take a seat get you some tea i like tea I'm absolutely just pulling over the chair that Vridia was just sitting on
4: backwards. will <laughs> <laughs> take the seat and kind of look around nervously. Oh, what do you want? What do you want to know? So,
0: we all know the Detestian sent you. Did, how much do you know about why?
4: wanted something called a star, but Nate wouldn't tell us what. Um, We were told to rough up the place if nothing came of it, and Nate's a lot stronger than he looks. Did
0: they say anything about why they wanted this star?
4: Just for research, I suppose. I'm, I'm not really, you know, top of the line. I'm kind of on the ground. Doing things.
0: And how would we get to the
4: top floor? Probably asking, I mean the lieutenants don't really come out unless they need to.
0: And could you make them need to?
4: I just foot soldiers were practically replaceable.
0: Mm. I know that feeling. Alright. So, and now, the real million-train question. How could we get in there?
4: Do where?
0: The decalism stronghold. It wasn't that complicated. People we were just offering
4: mm, Well, um... Make an appointment, I guess?
0: The non-public parts... The parts where if if for instance they tried to seal from us and we wanted to do some sealing right back, those parts. Come on, it's bad for this.
4: Um you you don't quite literally you don't that's kind of bad to do. Even if you are thieves, like kinda of bad on the scale of bad things the calamity ranks lower than breaking into this place look I think
0: we went past the point of bad when it became apparent that your choices were rot in this cage forever or your employers kill you
3: I mean
4: he thinks for a moment sometimes we do deals with the gloaming eyes and they have a decipher system in place to get in to drop off goods a back door I suppose
0: I just turned for at this okay next time somebody should just suggest going to them first But they always seem to be the answer
3: that's fair they do know a lot
0: yeah Although I mean talking to these three was never exactly on our itinerary.
4: Yeah. I have the tea now.
0: course you can. Man of my word. Man. Yeah, and they'll just go over and start fixing fixing him a cup of tea.
4: Alright.
0: Out of the chicken.
4: The
3: tea chicken. Tea chicken
0: new cryptid just dropped
3: (laughs) Uh,
4: well you make tea eggs so anyways (laughs) Uh, they'll take the tea and Nate will keep shooting them a look before they kind of retreat on their own volition back towards the cage it makes them rather uncomfortable (laughs) but Uh, if you should return him to his cell with his other companions, he'll go without much of a fuss. And the rest of you can reconvene around this machine. There are books scattered all over the floor, and I would say Viridia, Hyacinth, if you want, dash, that you can roll for a perception check. Jack, you're more absor- absorbed in the machine in front of you, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. quite notice this. Oh. 70
0: plus two more levels Next. just two
4: okay okay your doggo Ash-a-lot, has this being cute rolling over and exposing their soft belly for you to rub I will indulge you Very, very cute feels like almost like a, like a snake scales when you scratch it very soft and velvety But I would say Viridia and Hyacinth, you notice a couple books kind of propped open, their pages exposed to the observant eye, and a few things catch your eye. I'll pop them up for you, and you can leisurely look over them as you wish.
1: We'll make all of these texts available in our Discord server after the game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can read them if you want, but um, one of
4: them you do not absolutely mm-hmm. do not have to read. It.
0: If I want to read all these equations about how that <laughs>
5: <goals
4: work. laughs> Fun fact, that's an actual equation from a real research paper that off the, across my desk
1: uh, one if, day. If someone, uh, if Jen, if you could please summarize them for our audio listeners, that would be great. Yes. I
0: mean, I can read that if you want.
1: It's up to y'all.
4: Whichever you want, I'll, I'll summarize the black hole document. It's basically a summary of how black holes are part of gravitational wormholes and the summarization of what they are, the mathematics behind them. And uh, general research into their importance on the known universe and how they are measured in wave cycles and their phases and stuff like that. It's um, NASA research science, basically, on this, on black hole theories. Okay, and we have one book on guide AIs.
0: Uh, guide AIs have been around since the First Age, helping humanity and guiding them in times of need. They were often free to wander the lands and have bodily forms themselves. They could and would often interact with the known world out of curiosity. There was a central group that supported six advanced AIs and then was further broken down into smaller groups with these six at the helm. Sometime during the Fourth Age, one of the main six became lost and was never recovered. Stories go that this AI of the six, that six became something else, but no one's entirely sure. Guide AIs have a focused purpose on preserving and helping humanity achieve great things. They'll often go against their best judgment if it means advancing humanity as a whole. Guide AIs in the Ninth Age have been reduced to service AIs and information AIs as the guidance they once provided is not found in archives or libraries. The Six no longer exist as a collective and was said to be scattered or destroyed during the Eighth Age.
3: Uh, And then we also have the Star-Touch Maiden, I'll just read that real fast. Um, the Star-Touch Maiden is one of the few, if only, observer in the known world. She is a guide to humanity, testing to see if they are worthy to advance to newer ages. She acts as a protector and guide to those in need. The Star-Touch Maiden is said to come out of the first age when the world experienced its founding age and the knowledge calamity. These two events led to three golden ages and generals generally seen as positive events within the first, second, and third age. When a new golden age of discovery started in the fifth age, Star-Touched Maiden was rumored to appear again. From what could be gathered and understood about the Maiden is that she provides truth and honesty. She strives to keep humanity safe, regardless of the cost. The Maiden often has a close relationship to AIs and guide AIs. This is what you discover
4: amongst the books gathered here. They're older and probably well-worn, a bit of a dog-ear issue going on with some of the pages. And looks like they have an issue of bookworm eating at some of the pages. But for what they are, they're remarkably well-preserved. And as you finish observing this, the machine kind of clunks and glows as it becomes fixed.
1: Oh, thank goodness! All right, I got it. Who's ready to listen to this, uh, this thing? Did y'all find out anything? Anything relevant? I uh,
0: mean, everything's relevant to someone, but yes.
1: Oh, maybe
3: a way to get towards uh, the the through uh oh. yeah, through an acquaintance of ours that we've uh, already made. Uh, oh, foaming eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, they have their hands in uh, a lot more places than we thought.
1: Huh. That fabric-covered little sneaky-sneak. I wonder what they really are. Do you think they're... You're
0: also a fabric-covered little sneaky-sneak, let's be fair.
1: I mean, yes, you're not wrong, but... Do you think the gloaming eyes is where all the missing socks go? That's a lot of fabric, you gotta admit
0: I have no information on this, so I'm forced to assume yes
1: That's fair All right, uh, I got this going, so, uh, should I boot her up? Sure thing Then will listen All right All right
3: And with that
1: Enjoy this recording all right. Recording's going for the stream. Let me know when the Roll 21's done, Jen. I have music that can start playing after.
4: Audio fades afterwards. All right,
1: hang on. Let me switch over.
4: Three, two, one. The audio fades. Nate kind of his chin contemplatively well they seem close as he goes turns around to make some tea for himself
1: yeah it seems like
3: they were pretty close this puzzles me more how things
1: ended lover's quarrel maybe I don't know (sighs) well that kind of concerns me that We've been gathering stars, and Rage was also urging Emily to gather stars. What happens when we gather them?
0: Start this new age, apparently.
3: Before we have the choice to.
1: Right, but, like, what is that going to mean? Like, is this going to be like, we go through an apocalypse period? Like, are we playing God here?
3: I don't know, I wish I had the
1: answers. We have two of the six. We know where the- where a third one is. How you do we find- Did say the six? Yeah. Yeah, there's- there's six stars total. Joy, hope, rage, sorrow, anxiety, satisfaction. Six. We were just
3: reading about something with- with guide eyes that- Talking about the six.
1: Um, reading what?
3: Uh, I mean, Viri will take the book over that's, like, still open somewhere. He'll procure that, um, make it open to the entire group. Hey, Nate? Nate kind
4: of turns around, swivels more. His movements are a bit more jerky. What yes. do you th- What do you know about guide AIs? Um... Old age technology kind of faded around the eighth age. (laughs) No longer really relevant, unfortunately.
3: They were kind of a helper. Except (laughs) sometime during the fourth age, one of those six became lost. And then apparently one of those six became something else, but no one knows. What if that, what if one of those six was
1: rage? Could be so okay uh jack's gonna skim through it um and is the star-touched maiden info in the same book in a separate book separate book still bring that over though okay cool so she'll see that um this whole star-touched maiden business that's not the first time we've we've heard that is it
0: no i am only mentioning that one of the recordings
1: and I think one of the computers mentioned that we were being watched by them, right? Something like that, I think. Could could the Star Touch Maiden be the sixth one? Maybe. Every time we get an answer, I have like seventeen new questions, and it is the most infuriating. Is this what it's like to be a researcher? Because it sucks
0: this is what my entire life has been like welcome to the club
1: I am so sorry the maiden often has a close relationship to to AI's and guide AI's so technically it could have been potentially the higher power version of a guide AI
2: could the maiden have been Winston
1: what age did she who speaks come around created by Emily. Emily was screwing around with these stars. <laughs> is it possible that she who speaks is either one of these missing guide AIs or the star-touched maiden? I mean, she is watching us. I don't think that's too
3: far-fetched.
0: I mean, the book says the maiden said to come out of the first age, but I mean, people say a lot of things.
1: Yeah. And who's to say that making something isn't just bringing something back?
0: Hmm. That is usually how it goes in my experience.
1: I wonder if the Helix 4 would tell us. I wonder if Tamson could tell us.
0: I get the feeling a lot of people could tell us a lot of things that they're likely not to. It's yeah, honestly okay. getting a little tiresome.
1: Okay. So what's our next play? Preparing for a heist or trying to collect more information?
2: I mean, we can do both. That's
1: true. If we are
3: going to the Bowman Eyes, they... they know a lot and I think are maybe the next step in the... hitting this other star.
0: Yeah. I mean gods know what kind of weird bargains they'll insist on, but I'm sure it's something, now. Huh?
1: Nate, you got anything that we can take to the gloaming eyes to get more info? Anything weird?
4: Mm, nothing weird. I don't usually deal with them. Mm. But I have a query to put forward to all of you. Yeah. You have stars named after all these things, yes?
1: Yes, too The one that we gave you magically appeared in Viridia's pocket, so I think mm. it's staying with us.
4: That's fine, I don't want it in my shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the question begs, why aren't they in a body like your dear Rage?
1: someone turned rage into what he was i wonder who did we did we get a mention of who it was i can't remember i didn't write down if we did or not nope okay that's not been resolved okay
4: There's a small beep before you see Nate smile. He turns towards the back room. I have something to offer the glowing eyes. If you are okay with it. People? Why not? There's my plate.
1: I mean, I don't know how we would get them there, first of all, without getting ourselves attacked, because we do have to go through town to get there. Second of all... Yeah, there would be a case for for murder if if we if we did that. I think.
4: Does the Gloomy guys eat people? Not that I'm aware of. Is there an AI?
2: I mean, from what I've experienced with them, I think they would just be amused that we thought to offer it. brownie points, at least.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, there's that. But well, then
4: if they don't on the outside of the city, the walls will.
1: Protect you, right? But if the Gloaming eyes wants nothing to do with them, what do we do? What do we do with them then? They're just going to go back to the Declisians.
2: Have crocodile get rid of them
1: <laughs> again? Technically, murder.
3: I'm I not say saying no, but technically, murder. that
1: is murder. Uh
2: I mean, what they attempted to do was murder. What we are now doing is cleanup.
4: I'm missing half of my face. Honestly, I like it yeah, better the fact this that way. that you
0: can say that means that wasn't murder.
4: Waggles his head. I can make a murder.
2: It was attempted murder. That's true. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that make more sense to, like, go and
0: talk to the glowing eyes first? see if see what kind of bargain they want and if it could you know be satisfied by three randomers and if not we leave them in
1: that's fair and if not we could call the sisters of the watch to come take them because they broke the law they did attack you
0: i really don't get the feeling that nate lets the sisters in here the
1: sisters and i don't get along for a good reason no but the sisters and i i mean the sisters and i don't get along but one of these sisters of the watch does get along in general with our group when we're not being totally annoying in their eyes so we could just talk to them and then they could just handle it and we could be the liaison between your shop and them if you want
4: if it's any sister i will respectfully decline as they are in the pockets of the most powerful family down here and i am simply just a shopkeeper trying to survive your friend may help you but the laws will ignore them that is the state of things here
3: well i mean the way that i see it is no matter what those three are down there or out of a job doesn't matter if it's the coliseans or anywhere else so maybe maybe the gloom eyes could use a extra three sets of hands doing something further out of the city maybe
1: oh we can go and ask at least would the march take them I? oh
2: i don't consider failures
1: that's fair <laughs> Consider it a mercy then. I didn't kill them.
4: The watch won't kill them. Because the uns won't kill them. Win win for them, I
1: say. The lizards might kill them. That would be <laughs> well, I mean, fun. Mm. Yeah, that's that's just the lizards. <laughs> that is just the lizards. That's just yeah, that's just how they are. Um cute little buggers though. Are not they Forbidden Pet. I would I would try and do the snoot <laughs> if I didn't wanna, you know, lose a digit. Alright, well, off to the glowing eyes. Sounds like it. So, okay, let's go. Have fun! Nate will unlock the cage once more
4: and take the three upstairs and push them out his door and he says, Don't come back. Next time I'll just vaporize you. Like it did your friends, as he shuts the door on all of you.
0: Okay, point of order, how many of you were there when you got here?
4: The man with the broken nose looks to you. Fifteen. Oh, dang, you'll need to find better job. All right, let's go. As you, you can take the outside of the city following the curvature of the wall. It will hug you more closer to the cave systems that are on the south end, but you'll avoid the majority of the city. Now you'll come down this way, more or less, and follow the curve. A pretty rather scraggly scra- looking men with you, the few locals that you do encounter give you a look, but they don't say anything. You're kind of in the area of the city where you see things, but you don't say things. And as you kind of approach the echoes, you see a colorful display of mushrooms kind of leading up to the echoes, and they're kind of bioluminescently pulsating in almost synchronization to each other, as if communicating. And you see this kind of strand of energy vanish and zip away leaving them to their standard glow mushroom position
1: well that's weird never seen him do that
0: before i mean i just assumed that was a mushroom thing
5: down there, but okay
1: hmm. i wonder if it's a message system jack just keeps walking <laughs> jack has now accepted the fact that there's so much <laughs> she just does not know in the world and it's just like eh, add it to the list
4: You enter into the echoes, and once again you see the strung-up tapestries beautifully displayed across this giant space, and there's a momentary pause before you hear a soft thumping, and the AI you left with the glowing eyes highest than previously comes out and greets you covered in various tapestries almost as if they've been woven intentionally into this creature into this uh, robot and it's hard to differentiate what was metal and what is fabric as it seamlessly blends together and you hear a very quiet chuckle before you see the wide eyes of the globing eyes kind of peer down at you from the ceiling before they reach down and their multiple arms draws a tapestry around their body. I was hoping you would visit. So much chatter along the stream.
0: Well, we're glad to be back. I mean, that's the nicest welcome we've had anywhere in a little while.
4: Spread their long fingers out towards all of you. Of course, you are my friends. Are you not? Yeah,
0: that hasn't stopped some people threatening us, slash trying to arrest us, slash worse than that, so.
4: I can provide that service if that's something you want, as a kind of gesture.
2: What's the bodies?
4: What for? You tell. Is it fun?
2: Uh... You know, it's kind of whatever you want situation. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to shame. We leave them at the door, we leave.
4: Are they alive? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You see the wide smile grow even wider, and if they had (laughs) ears, it would reach that. (sighs) You bring me such pretty gifts.
1: They're not that. They're pretty to
4: me. (laughs) I mean the the
1: one is kinda of cute. A
4: shuffle around the three and they tilt their head. Oh, you've brought me a pricey gift. An ancient family holding secrets and you brought me their foot soldiers. I'm in your debt and I can grant you a great many things. Cyphers, artifact, and Manera what do you desire i have plenty to offer information information is free between us. you are my friends after all all right who wants to go first
3: i mean i can go on ahead I, I mostly just have questions to ask um in general um so we heard from uh three friends that we just introduced that uh you might have a way for us to get into this family's uh, fortress, abode, whatever you want to call
4: it. Kind of filter their head. That will cost you two of them. Unfortunately, that information does come at an equivalent exchange. I do my business with pride and keep my secrets. They look towards the three people. So, boy. But you've already offered such a humble gift. I can show you. Pretty looks too feller. Party members, like, what we want to spend this on? You still have another body to exchange for information, ciphers, artifacts. That previous question just happens to be a bit more pricey than the rest, unfortunately.
1: Can we ask you all of our questions and determine what the price will be for those questions before you? We say yes to this one.
4: If you exceed the price set, you will have to offer more. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, you don't have to give us the answer until we pay. But just so you know, we can kind of window shop a little bit and browse the selection
4: fair enough come inside the echoes as they kind of retreat rather quickly scuttling back faster than you think is able you see the three people behind you just sort of vanish before you hear a muffled chuckle from somewhere deeper inside the echoes and the tapestries part and you see the gloaming eyes sitting well, what you assume is sitting neatly amongst what looks to be woven pillows and finer silks and soft things of comfort. Mm, nice office. Thank you. I tried to be accommodating, and I read somewhere soft things ease humanoids anxiety when talking with me. They give a
1: smile. Right. Okay. Uh, well, our other questions. Um, who made the star rage into an AI? Uh, where are the other stars that come from Rage's six star set? And who's the star Touch Baden?
4: I can answer two of those. Okay. One of them I simply don't know. Which one's that? The middle one. Okay. Rage and the AI known as Rage were two separate beings at one point. Their forms are familiar to you, I think. Those little humming things in your pockets are quite loud. Mm. Yeah. Was once, from what I understand. At least what I collectively gathered for the ages. Do you
1: know who turned
4: him from a rock into a humanoid shape? There's contemplation behind that strange face before they kind of rest their hands on their lap. From what I gather, it was a mutual decision between two beings. What the AI was before Rage and the Star-Touch Maiden herself. She is everything and nothing. Observer, goddess, temperance, devil. She is what we would desire her to be and what she desires not to be. But this is purely speculation. We were not created by her. We were created by our own design.
0: I mean, you say speculation, like there was no actual information there, so decide you encounter speculation or just I don't know poetry.
4: Poetry can serve as information,
1: yes? I
4: mean, I guess. It, everything tells you something about someone.
1: Previously, there were six guide AIs we read about. Do you know anything yes. about them? I was one of them. Oh!
4: My program became corrupt. I no longer serve it. Do any of them still exist? Not what I can connect to. We are lonely. There is no collective to match onto. We gather things so we won't be lonely.
0: So did you used to be called something else? Because gloaming eyes doesn't sound... A lot like the names of the other ones we found thus far.
4: Blaming eyes is a name I gave myself. We were speculatively interested in what bothers the whole, and we came up with this form. We were quite cheerful in that moment, but the rest of us were not named. We were a whole. We were a collector. When one broke away, we were lost. We could never recover.
1: Well, those are all my questions. thanks look to the others. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the Star Touch Maiden being anything and everything. So, did anyone else got a, a thinker thought question? To words are hard. Right now, I don't think I have any much. Okay, words are
3: hard. I don't think I have much more to add.
2: Besides the Deccyans possibly having one, do you know where any of the other ones might be?
4: That is a secret, not for me, but for the screaming rocks in your pockets. They sing so terribly loud. They want each other. They need to fulfill whatever their
1: purpose is. You wouldn't happen to know if we can use them to track the others, would
4: you? I'm not sure. I've never interacted with them. We are singular, and connecting to a collective would destroy us. It would make you part of a collective again, wouldn't it? We are an individual. How to be a part of the
1: whole would destroy that individuality. Well, I mean, you know, society tries to do that enough, so... Fair. That's fair. Um, you don't happen to have any ciphers or artifacts that could read these, do you?
4: I would caution against it. We believe...
1: Collectively, you would simply create rage in another form. All right, random acid trips when we make the rocks kiss it is. That
0: just seems to be the way our life's going. Right? It hasn't failed
5: us yet. Mm.
1: (laughs) It's just a small chuckle. Your stories fascinate me
4: and everything you bring me is Wonderful. We are appreciative of your stories and the things we weave from it as they run their hand across the fabric behind them before they pull a tapestry unfinished in front of them. And they peek around, it, pulling it to one side, and you see elements of your story woven within it. Hmm. You didn't get see, my I've nose right. I've been trying to get
0: somebody to do a picture of me for years now. Thank you for <laughs> finally knows.
4: Oh, God. this three eyes now. Yeah. They kind of turn the tapestry towards them, and you see needle-like fingers pierce the tapestry, and you see fabric being woven in and out before they turn it around to face you. Three.
1: You didn't get my nose
4: right. Your nose is correct as they kind of tap it, and you see the fabric kind of smooth out and fixes the... Image of your nose. Well now it is. nose oh, not the same thing. These are the records of history untouched by the calamities. Uh we are fortunate.
1: Are you able to weave just anything or is is this it? I weave what I am told, mostly. Things that are brought
4: to me, memories that are brought to us, we create. Could you patch my jacket? There's a tilt of their head. I can do that. <laughs> Jackal shirk sure off.
1: with all the moth holes in it and hand it over to the gloaming
4: eye. I kind of look it over. There's a furrow for once on their strange smiling face before they kind of fold it up neatly over their arms. I'm throwing it out. No, I found... That's
0: vintage. I knew I liked you. Well,
4: now what am I supposed to wear? There's a swish and a flick and the gloaming eyes present you a new lab coat and made of wool and thick linen and they hand it over. Oh. Wear that one.
1: That, uh, thank you. Might actually be the nicest piece of clothing I own. i will examine it the is. clothes. <laughs> the jacket. Rude. I made it. Everything is a finery
4: here. Oh, that's fair. We are the best weaver. All right, well,
1: what's the plan, y'all?
0: is we've got a heist to work.
4: You give me a day. I can leave you blueprint from the little prizes you've me. We are very
3: interested in the memories. That would be mighty helpful. Yeah, yep.
0: let's go with that and not think any more about any of the words you just said.
3: Love I've it. already stopped thinking. There's
4: a series of chuckles and, and echoes across the cavern. Don't worry. I do not harm those who are offered that would go against who I am. Now if you need safety and shelter, we can provide it for the last gift, but if you don't, the offer will stand open. Again,
1: ciphers, artifacts, Numenera, information. Given what the declisians did to Nate, normally I would not feel comfortable sleeping anywhere other than my apartment, however.
0: Yeah, I feel like this place might have better security.
1: Yeah. Are safe within
4: the Echoes. <laughs> we Protect this is my territory, and if they think they can tread upon it, they're sorely mistaken. As the glowing eye retreats back into the tapestries, leaving you alone for a moment before there's a fluttering of fabric, and you see a door form, and it's pushed open by long fingers, and a head peeks through as they kind of look at you. I've
1: made a room. Just You just made a... You know what? Not, I'm not thinking anymore. <laughs> nope, thoughts are gone. Off of Yep, no thank. The head empty.
4: The room was always here. It's simply just hidden behind a door. Oh. I made it up. turn of phrases. They kind of smile as they scuttle out and laugh as they pass
1: you. I mean, it's never seen be a good to go when you think about it. I mean, until we saw the door, it was just a wall. So, you know, it's fine. Far for the course.
4: I'll bring you dinner. Something from the city. Rest up and be assured your protection is my honor. As they leave, you are left to your room. And inside is warm and comfortable and will give you a safe haven for the night. And as we close out the session, you are in the safety of the echoes under the protection of the gloaming eyes.